you for listening to our podcast today here at Word of Life. One of our values here at Word of Life is growth, and we've created a whole platform with your growth in mind. From in-depth series on worship and prayer to short and powerful articles on parenting, we have programs and content made just for you. So don't forget to subscribe at thelifeonline.cc. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. When I was preparing for tonight, I was trying to think of what to share, um, what the Lord wanted to share, and I was praying, and I actually was talking to a friend last week, two weeks ago, um, and we were just talking about faith. We were talking about God and um, just where we are in our walk, and uh, I was reminded of when I was little, when I was younger. So my dad, he's a podiatrist. He's a foot doctor. Random. I'm a little bit of an oversharer, so just bear with me. Okay, so when my sisters and I, we would go to his office, you know, we would go and like kind of rummage through the closets and things and through the, the rooms that he would see his patients in. And I remember one time we found crutches. And I don't know what it is, but when you're like six, seven, crutches seem kind of cool. They seem like kind of fun. <laughs> So we thought it would be really cool for us to uh, race down the hallway and see who could, you know, get by quicker on crutches, right? And someone somewhere got wind of our plans and we were stopped before we could have our race, but I still think I would have won. Um, and is probably my dad definitely stopped us, but I think it was like the office manager heard us like laughing and was like very annoyed that one, we were there, but two, we were messing with the equipment. And I just remember us trying to like hobble and crutch along, for lack of a better word. And we thought they were so cool. And then I remember us using them. And after a while, you know, your arms start to feel a little sore, right? And you realize how cumbersome they are. And they kind of get in the way. They kind of keep you from getting where you really want to go, or at least how quickly you want to be there. And they're actually more of an inconvenience than they are like a cool thing. And I I learned that the hard way. Has anybody ever broken a leg or anything? So you guys know what I'm talking about. And like way back when, there wasn't like the cool scooter. Like you had to like crutch, right? And I just remember that. I And we were talking about, my friend and I, we were talking about crutches and how we use different things in this world as a crutch. And the Lord just brought it so big in me that we are kind of gotten into a state of how I was when I was little, thinking that crutches might be cool and they help us get along to where we want to go. But fact is, we don't really need them. And we're turning to things that we don't really need, but we're convincing ourselves that we do need them to get the job, to uh, get the relationship, to get whatever it is that we want, to find happiness, to find wholeness, to find purpose. And I think the Lord wants to release us from those crutches. And I think he wants to do that here and now because we are called to higher, we are called to more. And so we need to lay down those things that we're clinging to to change, things that we're trying to do in our own strength to get a result that might not even be really destined for us when in fact it's getting in the way and it's making it hard to get to that final destination that we are supposed to belong to. And I just, I don't want to crutch. I don't want to lean on things that I don't need. I want to lean on God. 
and I want to walk differently and I want to walk with purpose and I want to get to my destination the exact way that he wants me to, not on my own, not in my own strength, because I don't know about you, but I've tried to do things in my own strength and it is very difficult. Turns out I'm not that strong, like at all, naturally or whatever. And I think God wants that for all of you to lay down those things and pick up his purpose. And when I think of that, when I think of like people who like, I'm trying to find like stories in the Bible to relate to, I, I think of uh, Jacob when he wrestles with God. So we're gonna read about that story and it's in Genesis chapter 32. You guys can turn there, I'll give you some context. Jacob, um, person in the Bible, we get his whole, literally his whole life story from birth all the way through. And he was born a twin and he was born second after his brother, clinging to his heel. And he was always after something bigger, but tried to do it in his own strength. He wanted a big inheritance, he wanted a big calling, he wanted a big purpose, and he would go to any means to get there. He would deceive his brother, he would deceive his father on his deathbed. He did some treacherous, tricky things. And then until one day, he's trying to get it all together. And at this point, he's like married. He has all this stuff. He's, he's getting it together. And in chapter, 30, or, yeah, chapter 32 says this in verse 22. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons. Ooh, that's a lot of sons. And crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket Jacob's hip was such near the tendon. <laughs> I love this story for a lot of reasons because I feel like I can be a Jacob sometimes, trying to get to something bigger and going to extremes to get there. I mean, I'm not like stealing and like hurting people, but I like to go big, okay? That's one thing you need to know about me. If I'm gonna do anything, I'm gonna try to do it to 10, right? But along the way, I might hurt some people. I might step on some toes. I might get in my own way, actually, and keep myself from realizing the goal that I had in mind. And I also get distracted from what God has told me, and I kind of miss the mark sometimes, if I'm honest. But like Jacob, I'll have this moment, this reckoning with God, and it feels like, it feels like wrestling, even though it's just me praying like, why is it like this? Why am I doing this? Why am I where I am? 
but God slows me down and sets me straight. You see, Jacob was wrestling through the night and had to be slowed down. And instead of using his crutch at the end of this, he walked away with a limp. Resolute to not rely on his own strengths, but to walk the way God made him walk. Does that make sense? Like, he's not using a vice to get to where he needs to go. He used an encounter with God to get to where he needed to go. And we need an encounter with God. We need to encounter him more so that when we walk differently, we are walking the way of the Lord. We're not walking differently because of the crutches of the world, but we're walking because of the way of the Lord. We need to separate ourselves from what's going on here and fix our eyes to the king. Because when we don't, we get chaos, we get hurt, we get turmoil. I know we've read a lot about that the last couple of weeks, right? And we talked about this this morning, but we get to be agents of change if we allow the Lord to use us. And it might seem small, we might seem far removed from different issues, but if we would just pause, have that reckoning with God, let him speak to us, let him move through us, we can change what's going on in our communities. We can change what's going on in our families. We can change what's going on in our immediate circles and hopefully change it for the better. Because I don't know about you, but we need change. Something's gotta change. Something has got to break. Has anybody felt that way? Like something has to break, whether it's about a personal situation you're going, to, going through or whether you're looking at the news. Something has to break. And I don't have all the answers. I only know what I know how to do, and that's to give praises to my God and surrender to him and tell him to have his way because I know that on my own, I can't fix it. I remember going through a really hard time, and by hard time, I mean disobedience. (laughs) Disobedience is hard. If you've not done it, good for you. Learn from my mistakes. But I remember going through that hard time and trying everything I could to fix my situation. I didn't have a job. I was fun employed is what I called it. And that's when you work like three days a week and every single penny you have has to go towards bills so you have nothing left. So it's not really that fun, but you have to get creative. And I remember crying out to God because I was tired. I was 23 and tired. No 23-year-old should be tired. (laughs) That's when we're supposed to have all of our energy and do all the things, but I was exhausted. But I was leaning on friends friends who didn't know the Lord to get me through. I was leaning on plans that I would turn over in my head in the middle of the night to get me through. I was relying on alcohol to get me through. I was relying on distractions to get me through. And I remember I came home one, like it was the holidays, I think it was, and I saw my friends here, my friends who knew the Lord, And they were so carefree, it was annoying. 
like the type of happy that you're like, hmm, I don't want you to have a bad day, but could you at least be like semi-irritated at like how hot it is, something? And after hanging out with them and seeing that annoying joy, <laughs> I had that reckoning with God. I feel like I wrestled with him. I said, what, what did I do differently? We went to the same schools. We had the same friends. We made almost the same decisions. <laughs> what happened? Where is my blessing? Where is my future? Where is my promise? I remember crying out to him over and over and over again, but my cries were louder than his voice. And I couldn't hear what he was saying because I was so focused on my whining and on my crutches that I missed out on the path that he had for me. But finally, I got all cried out, and I don't know if you've ever been cried out before. It takes a while, but to the point of exhaustion, like ugly crying exhaustion. And I finally heard the Lord tell me to come home. Two words changed my life, changed my path, changed my plan, removed my crutches, set me free, and set me straight. It hasn't been perfect, but it's been close. But I had to be willing to lay aside my vices, to lay aside the things that in the natural seem to make sense that should work out. But guys, I'm so glad that I did because I wouldn't be standing here. Truly, don't know where I would be. Probably still very, very disobedient and annoyed at happy people. But that's what will change your life. That's what will change this world. That's what will change your walk like Jacob's walk changed. Taking a beat and having a reckoning with God I'd rather walk away with a limp than a set of crutches that keep me from my destination. I would rather walk away with a limp. I would, if it meant that I could walk hand in hand with God instead of hand in hand with the world. Because the world will deceive you, it will trick you. And I know you guys know this, I heard y'all praying and singing during worship. Y'all are the deep sheep. You know this. But sometimes we have to be reminded. We have to take a second and look and see, did I pick up a crutch? Did I pick up an ailment? Did I pick up something that the Lord didn't have for me? Did I pick up the chains of my past, even though they've already been broken? What's weighing me down and what's keeping me from what God has for me. It'll change your life. It changed my life. And I'm so grateful that it did. I have a friend from college, his name is Ben. And his sophomore year, he was in a really bad accident. He's like from Maine and he would ski. I'm not like a skier. Never sounds like a good idea. Just go like a million miles an hour down a hill on sticks. Absolutely not. <laughs> not for me. Two, maybe. Not on sticks. And he was skiing. And he'd been skiing his whole life because he's from the north, right? In the mountains. All that good stuff. And he fell. He had a bad fall. And I don't remember if he fell off of the ski lift or if he just got really injured. But he broke his back. 
like bad, bad. And he had to be in surgery. He was only 20. And the outcome didn't look great for him. But praise God for praying parents in a praying community because he went through surgery um, and the doctors told him that he would be able to walk. But he would walk differently. He had to wear a brace over his clothes, which if you were here, he would literally like facepalm because it was so embarrassing. <laughs> but like Jacob, his name changed. He wasn't just Ben anymore. He was Ben with the back brace. Back brace Ben. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> but he didn't accept what the world said, that he would be back brace Ben for the rest of his life. He prayed and he fasted and he was resolute to know that God was a healer. And even if he would walk differently, he was still going to walk. And that was more important to him than a title or a name or whatever it is. And so he went through his physical therapy, got his back brace off. He could wear normal shirts again. And his name changed they dropped the back brace part, and he became Ben again. But he was Ben with a different walk because he had been saved. He had been healed, and he had been set free. He had witnessed a miracle, albeit it took him months, and he cried out to the Lord over and over again. But he was healed, and he was fine with walking a little differently. But turns out he had some good physical therapists and he's walking fine. He can still do all the things that he does. He can run. He can, he's even skiing again, which I think is insane. But, you know, lightning won't strike twice. In Jesus' name, knock on wood, all that good stuff. But he doesn't walk differently because of the accident. He walks differently because of his testimony. He walks differently because of what God has done. Jacob walked differently because of what God did when he wrestled with him. Are you willing to walk differently? Even if it hurts a little bit, are you willing to walk differently and push through that to get to what God has promised you? I am. And I just have it so big in my heart because this world is just so unbelievably broken. And it makes me emotional if I think about it all. And not just like the world that's out there, that's on Twitter, that's way out there on the news. These streets that we walk every single day, that we drive down, it's so broken. But we can be light bearers if we will choose to walk differently. We can pray for the people we see on the street, not just drive past them. We can help them <laughs> with basic needs instead of just saying, oh, thank goodness, that's not me. And when we hear stories of tragedy, we can be quick to pray. Because I know that prayer works. Whether I see it or not, I know that prayer works. And we can pray to see this world change, to see... Jackson changed to see our church changed to see our children changed I don't have kids yet but I feel like they're going to need to change at some point when I do have them <laughs> terrible twos all that good stuff <laughs> but if we choose that tonight 
than if we choose it every day. And I know that's a big commitment to choose that every day. God can't help himself. He's got to do the most. He's got to change our walk. And I believe that's infectious. I think people around us will start to change too. I was in Boston a couple weekends ago. Um, I have two little sisters. My youngest sister just graduated college and she went to school in Boston. It was really very exciting. Um, But she's actually moving to California for a job. So it was one of the last times we'll all be together. And it's a really interesting dynamic when I go because that part of my family, they're not believers. But whenever I sit down at the dinner table, they're gonna probe and ask all these questions, looking for a flaw, looking for an argument. And there was a time in my life where I would use a crutch to deal with that. I would use my defenses to either deflect or to argue. But because I laid that down and I preferred the limp and I leaned into my limp, I was able to meet them with grace. And they were asking some hard questions. (laughs) And if I'm honest, I didn't have all the answers, but my heart was postured differently. And instead of allowing strife and allowing anger and allowing rage to take place, I was able to pause and let God into the conversation. When we change our walk, we can allow God into our conversations. We let God into our posture. And I'm so convinced that when we let him in, it changes things. Did you know because I leaned into that and I've not been so argumentative about Jesus and about the Lord, my little sisters have come to church with me, which is huge. They didn't get it at all. (laughs) And they were very distracted by the lights. But they walked in the doors, and that's huge. But it's because I led them by walking with that limb. I just know things have to change, and they start here and now. It starts by us worshiping on a 6 p.m. instead of having dinner, (laughs) because we can have dinner later. It's fine. It starts by us texting that friend who we haven't spoken to in a long time, who may not know the Lord, and just say, I'm thinking about you. It starts by crying out to God and wrestling with him until we walk differently. I know that Jesus is coming back one day. And I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know if I'll be here or not. But I hope if I am here, I walk differently. And I hope that for all of you too. Because it's a legacy decision. It's a decision that has a ripple effect. And I just know that if we do it together, if we do it arm in arm, The world will change. 
Heaven is real and we will access it. Miracles are real and they happen every day. We just have to be willing to walk a little differently. So I'd like to pray with you before we worship some more. We jump in, full send, hands high, heart abandoned. And I'd like to invite you at the end of service, if you need to pray for anything, if you need someone to pray with, I'll be down here. I'm sure some of our staff will linger. Come find us so that we can pray together about leaving those crutches behind. And we can pray about walking differently and impacting what little sphere we have at our access. So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for all that you're doing, Lord. I thank you that a reckoning with you changes our outlook on life. It changes our destiny. Father, I thank you that you wipe away every tear and every bit of brokenness. God, I thank you that you break chains every single day and you're doing it here and now, Lord. And I thank you that even though it's scary to lay down our crutches because we're worried we won't be able to walk, we won't be able to move. Father, I thank you that you ease that worry and you speak to the hearts of your people and you say, you don't need those anymore. You might walk a little differently, but you are still walking and you are walking with me to promise. God, I thank you that life change starts right here and right now. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our worship. And we surrender that to you here and now. And it's in your mighty and matchless name we pray. Amen. Amen.